for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Dieter Kurtenbach, columnist for the Bay Area News Group, does a great job covering the San Francisco 49ers as well as the Golden State Warriors, sometimes the Oakland A's, the San Francisco Giants, all Bay Area sports, which makes him a perfect voice to join us here on the update to talk a little bit about what's going on down in Santa Clara. We picked Matt Barrow's brain last week about the QB battle between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. What about the expectations for this team? How far could you expect a team to go with a lame duck quarterback or, or with a rookie quarterback who basically played no college football all of last season? All things we can talk about with Dieter Curtin who joins me next. Today is Monday, August 9th. Always a pleasure talking Bay Area sports with Dieter Kurtenbach, who, of course, covers many sports for the Bay Area News Group. We can talk 49ers. We can talk Warriors. There is news to be discussed. Dieter, what's going on, man? You've been spending the last couple of weeks down at 49er training camp. Seems like there's no storylines, though, man. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is so boring and ho-hum, and I guess they're just going to roll it back like last year, and they're going to be drafting early again. I don't know, man. In all reality, it's, it's been really exciting being down there, not only on the basis of being back down there and kind of engaging like a real person again and having to commute and all that stuff, uh, which I didn't necessarily miss, but it is kind of fun to get back to in a quirky way. But also this Trey Lance guy, uh, not a bust, at least not as far as I can tell. Can you call a guy not a bust when he hasn't taken a game snap yet? Can a practice really do that for a guy? Like you hear about guys who practice well or guys who, you know, you take great BP but can't hit a curveball. Can, yeah. can that play out this way for Trey Lance? Listen, of course he could end up being a bust if he gets hit in the jaw once and decides that he's going to see ghosts for the rest of his career. There's nothing you can do about that. But when you see a guy out there who is that talented, it is very hard to extrapolate yourself to a future world where that guy is not at least a marginal success in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to win MVP or anything like that. I am keeping some reins on this bad boy. But I came in with high expectations just given what I had seen at North Dakota State, given the way that the folks who really evaluate and I take seriously had talked about him in the pre-draft process. But he's even better than I could have imagined. It's not just the raw physical talent. It's the polish in which he's executing, albeit against second-team defense to this point uh, when we talk. But um, the, the way that he's executing is – jaw-dropping. He shouldn't look this good for being as young as he is. You just said expectations, maybe exceeding yours, even based on what you saw mm -hmm. from, from the film or the tape from North Dakota State. I'm thinking more about the 49er team with expectations. Mm -hmm. And as a fan and as somebody who covers this team, I don't really know where to come down on the expectations. I mean, I think last year, everybody thinks you go to a Super Bowl, you got to go back the next year. It's hard to do. It's why nobody goes back-to-back. -back. Injuries are are tough to overcome. It's tough to, to recoup that success that you had. But this year they come in playing a much softer schedule than they played over the last couple of years. However, the expectations are there. I don't know that they're Super Bowl expectations. It's not like baseball where you get into the playoffs, you can kind of roll the dice and see what happens where the hottest team in the tournament can win it. Oftentimes in football, the best, most complete, healthiest teams make it to the end. So in a season where mm -hmm. there could be a QB transition, how much of the expectation of a Super Bowl berth comes into play in making that switch? Obviously, for all 32 teams right now, their expectation is to win the Super Bowl, and 10 of those teams aren't, aren't completely delusional. And I think the 49ers should count themselves as one of those teams. I oftentimes like to break it down into 50 and 1, right? So it's 50 members of the roster who aren't quarterbacks, and then three quarterbacks with the one guy 
being you know the quarterback who's going to start and right. the guy who can take you to a Super Bowl. The Niners are doing a 50-2 and two situation, which is something that they have not been able to do. I, I, we've been losing two roster spots in Santa Clara for far too long. So even if it isn't Lance in week one, given everything that we've seen to date with him, and the preseason will be so informative on top of that, of course. But if they start Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy's look good too. And he's gotten them through the NFC before, and I think he's more than capable of winning the NFC with the roster that he has around him should it stay healthy. But if he goes down, and he's gone down a lot, uh, more often than not in his San Francisco tenure, they have to feel really good about their backup quarterback. And vice versa, by the way. If they go to Trey Lance and they were wrong, and again, I don't see that happening, and it's probably not the best way to handle a rookie quarterback, but if they say this guy gives us the best chance to win, he can give us more of the playbook, he gives us the run option. He gives us the deep pass option. It's just great stuff, and let's not prolong the inevitable. Let's go with this guy. They're not going to trade Garoppolo. No one really wants him. He costs too much money. And, oh, by the way, he'd be the most qualified backup in the NFL, in my estimation. So having him there as that you know, fail-safe would be absolutely fantastic for them. So I do think that the expectations of this team from the fan base that I'm picking up are very healthy and realistic. Make the playoffs. See what happens. And that's great. Uh, obviously, Niners fans are pretty burned from last year, so they, they've tempered things a little bit. But given the fact that their biggest bugaboo in the Kyle Shanahan era has been they haven't had a backup quarterback, it's not been the overall talent of the roster, albeit that was the case in the first year. It's been the fact that if Jimmy goes down, there's no one who's going to take them to the playoffs. They can't even fathom the concept of going to the playoffs unless Jimmy Garoppolo's in there. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not the be-all to end-all. We're not talking about a Patrick Mahomes. We're not talking about an Aaron Rodgers. We're not talking about a Russell Wilson who, you know, the entire team is built around them. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. He is part of the overall operation. He needs great players around him for this team to be successful. They have those great players. Garoppolo looks really good, albeit not as good as Lance. At the same time, he has the cachet, and he's done it before. But now they also have a backup quarterback that, should things go awry with Jimmy or with Lance, they can trust the other guy and maintain the expectations that they had for this season. So I think the over-unders at 10.5-11, that seems about right in a really tough division. But I think this team has a much higher floor than in years past because, again, they just have a good backup quarterback now, no matter who it is. Yeah, it's so funny. You talk about, like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on things with a great quarterback. That can carry you a long way. We've seen this in Seattle, that that Russell Wilson's offense can kind of make things happen when the defense isn't all there. And obviously when the calendar flips to January, sometimes Russell Wilson, things get a little bit different with him and and his (laughs) skill set. But you sort of crack me up there that nobody generally looks at a team and says, boy, that backup quarterback, that's going to be the difference maker. But there are teams. I mean, you look at Nick Foles and the the Eagles. I look at Jeff Garcia and the Eagles years ago when Donovan McNabb went down. He carried them to the postseason. Jeff Hostetler for 49er fans, that one certainly mm-hmm. comes to mind as a backup quarterback who could get it done. It's more about having a guy who can weather the storm. So Jimmy Garoppolo's skill set on this roster, if we're talking about Trey Lance and the ceiling for him and, and really what the floor could be, I guess, even for this year as a rookie, the, the mental mistakes, the growth he's going to have to come with, Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup in that situation, if you were to have Trey Lance as the starter and go down, looks pretty damn good. I mean, that's a guy who you would trust to slot in for, I don't know, say 10 passes in a in an NFC championship game, right? Exactly, exactly. Again, we, we've seen this before, and the Niners feel really good about where they're at 
overall with the team. I think that the offensive line has improved. Um, if we're just comparing it to 2019, obviously everything's going to improve from last year. They stunk. But the defensive line, they feel, is back at 2019 levels. And I was a little skeptical going into camp about that. I think that they might be onto something. They're going to have to cut somebody on that defensive line that's really, really good because they have legitimately too many good players on the defensive line. There's a couple of spots that are worrisome. I, I worry about the depth at wide receiver. I worry about the depth at cornerback. But you have a couple of the best players in football, and I think you need five or six truly elite players, unquestionably elite players, to compete for a Super Bowl. And I think that this Niners team has it. I think that they have it in their left tackle. I think that they have it on the defensive line in multiple spots. I think that you know some guys that maybe we don't even talk about all that often could really burst out. I think D.J. Jones has a chance of sort of ascending into that role this year. We know that they have it in Fred Warner. Jason Barrett has looked absolutely fantastic. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be an elite player. Obviously, George Kittle is an elite player right now. And if Lance is able to get this starting job, if he makes himself undeniable to Kyle Shanahan, yes, he's a rookie, but undeniable to Kyle Shanahan is a very high bar. We remember how long we had to wait to see Jimmy Garoppolo when there was nobody holding down that spot. I mean, C.J. Beathard was holding down the spot, and Kyle Shanahan made everyone wait a month before he played Jimmy Garoppolo. And even then, he only did it after an injury to C.J. Beathard. Garoppolo goes off and rattles five wins on the run. Kyle's going to be patient. So if Trey Lance is starting week one, that tells you a lot about how good he was in camp, about how undeniable that talent is. And frankly, you know, Kyle's standard is we'll go with the guy who gives us the best chance of winning. Talent-wise, there's no question who that is. In the you know, meeting rooms, I, I don't know. We're not in there. So it will say a lot if Lance is starting there week one. I would put him in that elite player category as well, even as a rookie. We're talking about five or six guys. I'm not even bringing up Raheem Mostert, who I think could be one of the best running backs in the NFL. They have the dudes. The question is, can they stay healthy? And the question is, who is going to be at the helm of the offense and, and kind of what they can do on that end? Because defensively, the foundation of this team in 2019 was defense. I think defensively they can get back to where they were that season, and that means that they can win the NFC again. And when you do that, it's about field position. It's about takeaways. It's about setting your team up to, to go back and win. I mean, doing that paired with the running game, what they did two years ago, or I guess it was two years ago. Boy, I get so thrown off by this last year's calendar. Yeah, you go back a couple of years ago, man, and uh, and that defense certainly set the tone. Uh, one more here for you on the way out. How you think? How you feeling about this uh, the seventeen game schedule, man? You said you know the over under at ten and a half or eleven wins, and I was thinking yeah. that would be eleven and six. We've got to totally mm-hmm. reconfigure our brains for how these. Uh, these records and the over-unders work, man. It's totally crazy. I'm thinking 10-7, and seven, how absurd of a record does that look for our entire – I mean, you and I, it used to be 14 games, but for me and you, 16 has, yeah. for the most part, just been the standard in our lives. How are you feeling about the 17th game? As a fan, I love it, man. Give me more football. I agree with you on the fan part. I'll always ask for more football. I was so thrilled last season when they expanded the wild card weekend. Right, so we right. One extra game of the playoffs. Yeah. Listen, the NFL knows what NFL for as much as people want to get on Roger Goodell, that guy knows how to run a league. And he's <laughs> given the people exactly what they want. At the same time, I got decades worth of basic 16 base mass in my head that I have to erase. And it's going to be difficult. It's going to be weird at the end of the year, not seeing a team that finished 500 unless they get a tie. Do they still have ties? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Uh, 17 games is all sorts of out of whack. I'm looking at the schedule right now on sort of my bulletin board in my office week 18. It just doesn't seem right. 
It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem good. But uh, you know, you get to week eighteen. I used to think you were doing something right. Now, apparently, everyone has to do it, including the Jaguars. So it's going to be weird. But complaining about it, doing anything like that, it's just not worth it. This is the reality. We're going to love it, and you know, in a year, we'll figure it out. We're not that stupid. Yeah, you said Roger Goodell knows how to run a league. I think the owners feel that way too. As average uh, across the board, <laughs> I saw for NFL franchises last week, up fourteen percent in value. I think everybody, as much as as much as we sit back and try to crap on Roger Goodell, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. We can again whine and bitch and complain and do all this stuff, but the NFL is America's number one sport. We were going to talk some basketball. We were going to talk some baseball. We just talked 49ers football for a long time, and and it is. First and foremost on everybody's mind now that we can smell the grass, we can smell the fall coming. We're football crazy, and I wouldn't have it any other way. As much as I love the other sports, I I have given in to the chief that is football, and uh, I'm not alone in that, man. It's not going away anytime soon. So keep making that money, Roger Goodell. By the way, it's our money. We're the ones buying it. We didn't even show up at the stadium last year and that, that league uh, made a profit. Yeah. So uh, clearly they're doing something right. And clearly we probably have our priorities out of line, but that ain't changing. So it's better to embrace it. That's funny. I didn't get a vote on what Roger Goodell's salary should be for this year. So, hey, Dieter, man, I appreciate the time, man. Always fun talking. And, uh, and we'll catch up with you. I'll see you down at Levi's this season, man. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. Talk soon. Great stuff from Dieter Kurtenbach. Make sure you follow him at Dieter Kurtenbach on Twitter. Make sure you read him. He does a great job. We did want to get into some Warrior basketball stuff. Andre Iguodala told the New York Times last week he was going to rejoin the Golden State Warriors. We'll have to get into that a little bit later this week. Thank you to Dieter. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. The Giants headed home this week. The 49ers kick off their preseason on Saturday at Levi Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. We can also do some Raider talk a little bit later this week. Should probably focus on what's going on with the black and silver a little bit as well. All that coming in the days ahead, but until Wednesday, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.